You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 075. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 75. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello there, my love. Hello, beautiful. You ready to talk some love and relationship love stuff? Love and life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And today, it's love. It's love. It's love. And we're back. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. It's really gross. <clears throat> we gross people out, babe. Been grossing <laughs> people out since 1997. Is that? Yeah. Wow. God, we've been together forever, baby. I've been using that hashtag. Um, established 1997 when I post pictures of us and stuff. I know. I see it. I, I see love it. I always funny. do hashtag silver fox. Hashtag, you and your hashtags. I remember when it used to be a pound sign. I remember when it used to be tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, touche. Well touché. played, Well Mrs. played, Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith. Well oh, played. my God. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the show. Oh, hey, hey, Clay. What's up, junkies? What's up? Oh, oh, what's up, junkies? Oh, hey, what's up, junkies? Oh, hey, junkies. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you hang out with us, you know we do some stuff on life, some stuff on love, you know. And uh, this week we're doing we're doing a relationship topic, and this is actually a article that I found online from uh, Huffington Post, and I want to kind of address it and talk about six common relationship killers and how to avoid them oh and relationship uh, killers yeah i i found this article and i was like oh my gosh i totally agree with this therapist on every single point and it's some of the stuff that we're always going off about so yeah. i thought this would be a is a good like sizing up a lot of different things that you can do for your relationship so cool. yeah so i thought it'd be kind of cool but okay so we a couple weeks ago we before we get into all of that um <laughs> You know, we like to shoot the shit. So we're we're playing around with a new segment. Yes. We didn't do it last week, but we're playing around with a new <clears throat> segment of Would You Rather. Would you rather? <laughs> yeah. you gotta yeah, be you're going to need to do the jingle. Oh, my <laughs> gotta, God. Got to have a jingle. Oh, my God. Right? Okay, now like I'm getting a- all sorts of ideas. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to have that where I splice you in, you know, and then maybe we can have like thunderous applause or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Like on the Jimmy Fallon show or something, you know? Like, would you rather? Da 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 da. Yeah. Um. So so we're we're playing around with it as a substitute to our sh- shoot the shit segment. We might we might we jump, might jump around a little bit. It would be cool is to have something online where people could vote. Yeah, that would be cool. Like you know, fifty five percent of you said. Bah, 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 bah. They would rather, yeah. yeah that would that would be fun, huh? Okay, let me let me think and see if I can find something easy to do. Um, it's just so hard because most people listen to us through a podcast app. I know, I know, and not like on the web, you know. I know. So, so they'd have to go to something like on your page and vote. Yeah, which is 
you know, not that challenging. Yeah. Got to press one more button. It's always right. it's always just the Joy Junkie slash whatever episode we're on. So right. this week is slash 75. 75. 75. Um, okay, so would you rather what? Um, <clears throat> I had some trouble with this one, but uh, I think I have my answer. Okay, let's hear it. Would you rather be forced to wear wet socks for the rest of your life or be allowed to wash your hair only once a year? Jesus. <laughs> Sloshing around in wet socks, though. Like, I don't have any hair, so I think I have the answer. But, you know, if I... Oh. (laughs) You. was a trick question. That's... You don't even count for that one. I know. Because I'm bald. So, he's... Yeah, like, like Bix, his head. Baldy bald. Yeah. So... So, uh, I I have an unfair advantage on this one. So, of course, you're going to pick... I'm going to pick only be able to wash my hair once. Maybe it's only take a shower. How about that? I want to take a shower once a year. Or Wow. Or be forced to wear wet socks for the rest of your life. I think I would take that. You'd wear wet socks. Damp socks. I'm, I mean, it's horrible. And you might even get like where yeah, you your, get your skin would start falling off. Yeah, totally. Like boot rot. <laughs> That's what they call it. Boot rot. That's such a military thing for you to say. <laughs> well, I was in the military. Oh, my God. So, what would you do? Would you wear wet socks? I think I would wear wet socks. Oh. Um, but, but I mean, I don't wear socks a lot. So, I could just wear flip-flops a lot. No, but you'd be forced to wear wet socks. When you wear socks, though. No. When you wear no. socks. It doesn't say that. I would just go without them a lot. You can't. You're forced. No. You're not playing the game right. <laughs> <laughs> Or would I just pull my hair back for an entire year or wear hats and stuff? Like That's what you'd have to do if you chose the second one. If you were only allowed to wash your hair once a year. You'd have to like, you could sh- cut it real short, right? Oh, I could? Yeah. Okay. So God, then you'd it'd, have to be so do the Sinead O'Connor thing. Greasy. Be so greasy. I still think I'd go for the socks. The socks, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, it's man. It's pretty gross. So you would rather Ugh. But I could shower. shower. You would rather not shower. You have to for- shower in your socks. That's not the stipulation. <laughs> Every time we do this, he adds all sorts of ridiculous That's additional shit. That is so not true. <laughs> but you it, you might as well shower with your socks on, right? If you're no. wearing wet socks all the time. No. You would put a new, life. Fresh, a new pair of what? A, a fresh pair of wet socks <laughs> Got to go to Target and get some more wet socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let's talk about relationship killers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to some good stuff. How here. is that for like a really not smooth transition? Not at all. Not no, at all. No, no, Your segues oh need some gosh. work. Baby. But thank you, Mr. Smith, for being on, on top of the, <laughs> the new segment. And I don't know if I like all the additional rules you put on it, but all right. Anyway. anyway you asked too many right. questions, so I have to. I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> All right, so this article is on HuffPo, and I'm going to put it on the show notes so you can find this exact link if you need it uh, on the website page. And this is written by Dr. Terry Orbuch, or Orbuck. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it, but she is a relationship expert, author, professor, and therapist, and obviously a HuffPo blogger. Um, And she has had about three decades working as a therapist, particularly in the relationship arena. And she highlighted six different 
things that she felt were really overlooked relationship killers that we don't, you know, obviously we think, oh, we don't communicate well or we don't have sex or we don't, you know, then you're like, oh, that's clear that that's not going to work out or arguing. Yeah, that's obviously a problem. They're obvious. But these are some things that that people don't, it's not on their radar. They're silent killers. Silent killers, silent but deadly. But no, they're, I, I think more than anything, they're just easier to overlook. Okay. You know, especially when you get into the busyness of careers and families and child rearing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it, what if family dynamics, whatever else is in life. Fr- yeah, life. <laughs> life. <laughs> Sum it up. Yeah. Mr. Smith, <laughs> not nearly <laughs> as verbose as I am. <laughs> okay. So the first one that she talks about is skipping over me time. And it's so interesting. I have, uh, I actually have a relationship product called 30 Days to a Kick-Ass Relationship. I love it. That happens to be on sale right now. That's right. But um, one of the things that we talk about a lot in there is how to cultivate your own identity outside of your relationship. Yes. And how important it is that you nurture couple time but that you also really nurture individual time just like you have to nurture your children but you have to nurture your spouse right like that kind of shit it's just a it's just a balancing act of Mm -hmm. multiple things that are important but i think oftentimes we put me on the back burner you know we think if the only person who's going to hurt from this situation is me then I can easily cancel that manicure appointment. I can easily cancel my yoga appointment. I can easily cancel my girls' night. Yeah. But if you're letting down your family or something like that, that typically you usually won't do that. Right. You won't miss a soccer game. You won't miss, you know, being there for your husband for a job interview or whatever. But when it comes to yourself, it's so easy to just be like, I don't have time for that. And right. that's actually one of my clues, my mental triggers. Like if I hear myself say – I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh my god, that's great. Um, uh, I it's a clue to me that I actually um, am probably putting things on my agenda as being more important than things that really, really do make a difference in my life. So for instance, I will, I'll say, I don't have time. I don't have time in my own mind yeah. when I've overloaded myself with work or uh, theater, <laughs> work or theater, overloaded myself, theater. made my job really, really hard. And I avoid, or what I don't have time for is connecting with you, um, my own fitness, um, connecting with some of my best friends. Like I feel like I'll need to like cancel get together so I can work. And that's my clue that you're not putting attention on the thing that matters the most in your life. You're getting convoluted with false emergencies. Um, Interesting. Because we tend, <clears throat> we tend to the things that are enveloped in a package of emergency status or urgency, right? So if it feels urgent to make the cupcakes for the kid's school or if it feels urgent to handle this workplace thing, then we usually will tend to it as urgent instead of looking at... It's at the top of the list, yeah. Is this really the best expenditure of my time? Mm -hmm. So I love that she included this because a lot of times we will um, skip over uh, what really needs attention, which is us. 
making sure your own physical fitness is okay, making sure your own spirituality. Yeah. Like when was the last time you just had some quiet time or like a bath and you just soaked and listened to some good music or did something artistic if that lights you up or something with nature if that fulfills you. So, and it doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't mean take off for a week and do your own spiritual adventure, which it might, who knows. But um, what it's really about is uh, – you deciding on small little steps that you can implement. Mm. So even if it's just like, okay, everybody knows that on Friday nights, mom locks herself in the bathroom <laughs> and she, the, all we hear is like a bunch of Inya or, you know, Enigma <laughs> or something like that. And there's, smells like lavender, you know, like who knows, but is there the a shower heads under the water? Exactly. <laughs> but, and you better be bleeding if you have to interrupt. <laughs> Even if you're bleeding, there's Band-Aids in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somehow, I lost this article. Oh, no. Get it back. You will find it. I will find it. All right. So is there a way that you could just start taking care of yourself in some small way um, that actually helps kind of fill you up? And then you're a better everything. You're a better mom, right. employee, spouse, everything. I had somebody say it a great way, and it was give your hearts overspill. Oh, that's cool. So if your heart is full and it's fill, spilling over, give that. But when you deplete your own heart, then it's cutting into you and you're not going to be able to give anyway. I love that. Isn't babe. that great? I'm going to write that down. I forget where I heard that. It was at school, I think. That's great. That's really great. Um, the overspill, that's such a better concept it feels better like we're all filled up yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i love that idea uh second thing that can be a total relationship killer is assuming that you know each other and this is assumptions always do that they do you know and we've found ourselves in this situation where we've gone um i didn't know that about you or Mm. i totally assumed that you understood where i was coming from and i'm reminded in those moments that we know each other really, really well, but that doesn't mean that trumps everything. And yeah. it doesn't mean it trumps regular, rational, normal communication. Like sometimes you still just have to say exactly what's there for you. Well, you got to keep me guessing, right? Yeah. I got to keep you on your <laughs> I gotta toes. I got to keep you on my toes. But no, I think, I think also um, I've come across this too where people think that if they have to tell their partner what they want, then they're somehow losing like for it to yeah. be magical and organic and for us to be connected. You should he just, just knows what I want. You should I just know. Yeah. No. Say like, it. Then you're dating a fucking magician or a psychic. <laughs> a wizard. A wizard. Then yeah, sure. <laughs> expect everything you want out of them. But for most of us, we're not. And so you have to be really forthright and you have to continue to nurture your communication skills. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, something that uh, this therapist talks about is really talking to each other every single day for at least 10 minutes. And that's something that I always talk about um, with creating daily rituals where you are actually connecting with one another and conversing with one another on a Mm -hmm. day in and day out basis instead of, you know, realizing two months from now, a year from now that you haven't even conversed with one another for right. ages. That's what your 30 days to a kick-ass relationship is all about. It's Yeah, it's about taking care of your relationship every day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, is there? And was it five minutes or something? What was the? Fifteen. Fifteen minutes a day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. Great. So um, yeah, it's actually on sale right now. Uh, and yeah, we cover off all sorts of ways to actually tend to your relationship in that takes seconds. Like that take really, really small amounts of time. Yeah. And it's just maintaining. It's just creating momentum and preserving your relationship status. Right. That's really all that it is. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in that, just cruise by thekickassrelationship.com. You can read all about it. It's normally, that program is actually normally almost 200 bucks, but uh, just for a very, very short time, actually, I'm planning on just through the rest of this week, through the 20th, November 20th, you can get it for $97 and it's designed to be accomplished within 30 days. You spend 15 minutes a day in the privacy of your own home. You don't have to go to a therapist. You not to go to like an embarrassing class with your partner or anything like that uh and you just work through it and it's it covers off everything from uh communication you develop your own communication system all the way to trust and jealousy issues sex and intimacy making time for your relationship uh, as well as just cultivating your own individual identity. So I, I polled hundreds of people to find out what their biggest relationship concerns were. And this is basically what I found out. And so I built this comprehensive program. And so cruise by thekickassrelationship.com. I'm not going to get too into it right now, but you can grab the entire program plus three pretty robust bonuses for $97. Like, look. Can't even get therapy really for that anymore, um, and it just might radically, radically change your relationship. People have told me this completely saved their marriage. So if you are in a situation where you are extremely happy, it will take you to the next level. You know, people have told me like, "Oh my gosh, I found so many different incredible nuances and, and amazing things that I've learned about my partner that I I didn't think we could get even deeper, and we did. And I've had people who were ready to leave, like on their way out, ready to separate, ready to divorce, and it changed things all the way around. So it really doesn't matter what state you're in. It will absolutely take you to the next level. So anyway, I'm not going to get all into that, but check out thekickassrelationship.com. Um, it's not even available on my regular site on Joy Junkie, so you have to go to that special little secret site and get hooked up. Alright. Oh, here's another one. This is a really good one. Mm. Another relationship killer. Staying mum about minor annoyances. Those build up, man. And here's they come out at the most inappropriate times. And here's what I think people do. I see this a lot with women. Um they feel like whatever they're annoyed by, they're that it's so trivial and they make it their fault. Like, you should not be annoyed by that. Or you should just get over that. You should be so thankful. Mm. You should be so grateful. Instead of just giving voice to, you know what? I'm really annoyed by all the dishes that get left or by by loud sports. Like, could we figure out a way to have a little bit more quiet time on Sunday? Or can I get out of the house? Or, you know, like we just... We think that our desires, even our annoyances, the things that get under our skin, that we need to somehow apologize for that. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Because it makes the other person feel like, oh, they just are always nagging about all my faults or all the things that I do and all the things that they don't like about me. And that might be true. Yeah. Um, But what we've found, like one of the things that we do that really helps with that is we have a little communication phrase and it is, 
can I ask you to work on something? Right. And it's it's our clue, that phrase, every time one of us brings it up, it's something trivial that just kind of bugs them. And so the other one's like attentive and ready to be like, okay, let's figure this out so you don't have to be bugged. Right. And so we come at it from a really collaborative place. But what I see with some couples is, you know, the one feels like they're always nagging. The other one feels like the other person is always nagging. Um, the one doesn't feel like uh, they feel like they're asking too much or it's too petty. It's like, why do I even bother? It just I sound like a nag. And then the other one is like, well, um, makes them wrong. Like, how do you? How does that bother you? That shouldn't even bother you. Right. So we do that. Something that yeah. Sure. It, so we don't always get it. But we're willing to accommodate it as long as it's not a severe contrast to our own personal value. So, for instance, like years ago, you used to get so frustrated when I would leave my water bottles out everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't get it. I was like, it's not that fucking big of an ideal. And I would make you wrong. Right. Instead of looking at like, okay, it's a much bigger deal to him. It means so much more to him if we just develop some sort of recycling system so that my water bottles aren't out. And so it was one thing that we kind of had to work through. But that's part of it is talking about it in a way that's it, it's really in how you address it. Sure. Because yeah. if you would have been like, God damn it, you always see these water bottles out. What's wrong with you? And then, and then I could easily make you wrong. Like, this is not a big deal. Calm down. Why are you getting so worked up? But when you come at it from a place of like, babe, can I ask you to work on something? Right. That we've already established as a communication tool between the two of us. And then I go, sure, babe, what's going on? Right. But, you know, the, the, the thing that I was going to bring up is it's important to uh, be wise and intelligent about when you ask that too. Exactly. Right. Somebody's had a really bad day and they're, you know, down the dumps, depressed about something. And then you're like, can I ask you to work on something? <laughs> you're like, uh, no. No. Or, you know, no, like you in the middle of sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, hey, you know what? While yeah, you're can, down there, yeah. I got a little something I want to run by you. Can you make sure to turn the power off on the blah, blah, blah? <laughs> can you? What? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, like, know when to talk right, about it. Right, know when to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, know when to bring it up. But um, I would say that that's been one of our biggest um, ahas was who does was it mean? Huge. Who does it mean more to? Yep. Does it mean more to you that I actually rectify this water bottle thing? Or does it mean more to me to not rectify it? Right. And we also don't abuse that. We're not like, it yep. means more to me. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not like siblings. Yeah. Um, number four, waiting for a special occasion to express love. Right. Right. Like this that's a, what something we say all the time. Like every day is Valentine's Day or it should be. Every In some way. Right. Every, yeah. And that goes for that goes for gifts, gestures, what you articulate, what you say to one another about how much you love each other, mm-hmm. um, behaviors, how how demonstrative you are. Uh, sex and intimacy is yeah. not it's not a bartering tool. It's right. not something to hold over one another's heads. It's a method of connection for the two of you for intimacy and pleasure. So please, whatever you do, don't reserve sex for only special occasions. It should be a maintenance measure. Um, but also... <laughs> where, uh, where are you guys doing today? Uh, a little sex maintenance. <laughs> yeah, you don't necessarily have to tell people. <laughs> but 
I do think that sometimes people feel like, well, I'll, I'll express how I feel about you when you got a promotion or on your birthday or on Valentine's Day. And it's like, we should be communicating with one another right. about how we feel about each other every day. Every day. Otherwise, it feels contrived and obligatory. Right. You know? Well, it's Valentine's Day, so I got to get her some jewelry. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or, oh, it's his birthday, so I got to give him a blowjob. You know, whatever it might be. It feels contrived. It feels like it's it, not. It's an artificial maintenance. It feels artificial. Yeah. It's an artificial maintenance of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not those things that make the biggest difference. It's the stuff you do daily. Right. And you might not be extremely verbal. You might not be one of those people that love saying like, like I am. Like I love saying how I feel all the time. I've always been like that. That's not comfortable for everybody. But you can show somebody every day. You can express gratitude. You can say thank you every single day. That's right. Write a little note. Whatever, you know, tools you have. Um, yeah. However, whatever your, you know, love language is, however you express yeah. love, whether it's through action or what. More importantly, how they receive it. True. And we could, oh my gosh, we could That's go. a whole other topic. You know what? That's actually a really good one. Yeah, write that one down. Ex- how people expressing love differently. Yeah, different love languages. All right, we digress. Um, okay, number five. This one I thought was interesting. And this was based off of like uh, statistics and, and stuff that she had uncovered in her work. But spending too much or too little time with in-laws. Really? And I was like, that really I would never have. I probably would say this is one of the, and this is in my opinion, but the least of all of these as far as potency because um, I do feel like you can surmount a lot of family issues. Sure. Um, personally, but... Right, w- but the, you know, I, I think also you have to take into account that there's a lot of people out there with, that do struggle with in-law issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this is, I'm going to read what she said. In my study, in-law ties were related to the success of a marriage, but the findings differed depending on whether you're a husband or wife. Married couples were 20% like, less likely to divorce when a man felt close to his in-laws. These ties connect the husband to the wife and say to her, your family is important to me because I care about you. When a woman felt close to her in-laws, however, the couple was 20% more likely to divorce. Whoa. Isn't that interesting? Why? Many women have a difficult time setting boundaries and often take what their in-laws say as interference. So that's mm. interesting. And that's obviously, you know, this this was the General. one that I kind of went, Mrah. I don't know how hard line this is because our family dynamics are so radically different right. from family to family. Um, but I, I think this is just a really great place. In fact, we were talking about another podcast episode to do around when other relationships affect your intimate relationship. That's one we're going to do, yeah. So in this regard, I would say look at the effects of your relationship with your in-laws. And, you know, we we definitely have had that recently because your mom came to live with us. So right. we've had a lot of conversations about what is that about separated from what what is you and you and I about what yeah. is Amy's issue what is Ken's issue what yeah. is a family issue you know so i would just say in regards to in-laws really shine any light on uh, what's really at play the dyna- dynamics that are at play and is there something you need to shift 
a boundary you need to establish. Okay. Something you need to give voice to. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, what, for sure. I think. What are you thinking? Well, it's uh, it's such a hot button topic for a lot of couples because, you know, there's that proverbial joke about, oh, the in-laws, you right. know. <clears throat> and it, it it's hard because you're talking about someone's family. Right. Which is a real, you know, wound for a lot of people can right. be. So it's it's one of those topics you got to be so careful around. Yeah. But at the same time, it is something that should be communicated and should be discussed and should, you know, put some, uh, you know, uh, carve some grooves into how it should be talked about. Right. But that is also, that's just like any other issue in a relationship that's hard to broach or to start a conversation about. If if it's stuff around in laws and and yeah, whatever, obviously talk it needs to be about it about. Yeah. when you're calm, sure, sure. when you're not charged, when you're not in the middle of finding out some disturbing news. Right. Like just be really respectful of one another when you address this because it's right. personal. Right, but it's you hard. don't use that as an excuse either because then it comes up, you know, months, years later, and they're like, "How come you didn't bring this to me sooner?" Right. Oh well, I just didn't want to, you know. Right. Rock the boat or, you know. Right. Yeah, it needs to be brought up pretty, you know, it's time sensitive. Well, usually whatever that excuse is will cause more damage. Right, right. That excuse of like, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to, you know, so right. whatever. Well, guess what? Yeah. It hurts, it hurts more now. Now it's way worse. So, yeah, watch those excuses. And then number six, I love this one. This popped my little joy junkie heart. Um, seeing the glass half full. And I've talked about this a lot, like how when we have a grievance with a partner, we gather evidence of that grievance. Like if I am so irritated with what you do, or like let's say what you don't do around the house, which okay. is not not real in our situation because I am definitely more messy than you. <laughs> but like let's say that's my grievance. Um, and I throughout the day continue to half empty it like half empty and look at everything from a gathering evidence to support what's wrong in the relationship instead of what's right. Okay. So looking around being like, oh, of course you didn't empty that. And of course you left your socks here. And of course you did that. Yeah. And you just fuel that perpetual glass is half empty, negative vibe instead of looking for evidence to support what is going well, what's going right. Right. Yeah. I think that's we, good. I like that. I think we've, uh, talked about this before but we discovered this idea this concept when um with the shower heads yeah that's right and um you know we actually had it had a situation even more recently where okay so I've got black hair and you know most women I think you will feel me on this that a lot of times you lose hair in the shower and then you like it on like the glass or something like that and yes. then you're like I'll get it the hair I, spider the hair spider and it's super gross it's for anyone so else gross. to see like it's just super gross but it's just a girl it's thing it's just hair but it gro- it's just it's gross. hair but it's yeah. gross and so I understand you know you're always like can you just please make sure you clean your hair off the shower so I'm really vigilant about you are. it like I do Absolutely. these little checks to make sure that I never leave it because I don't want you to find that right yeah Plus, it's something you asked me to work on. No big deal. So not too long ago, I forgot. And you were so cute because this is one of the habits that we've created in our relationship is to notice 
the good instead of noticing the bad. So you came to me and said, um, you know what? You left the you left your hair out again. Um, but no, I, I, I just want to take that opportunity to to thank you because you never do that. And the only reason that I'm really noticing how often you do this for me is when the one time that you slip right. and forget. Right. And it really sheds a lot of light onto all the time. I said that time. I said that first, though. So let me just say thank you for cleaning yes. the hair off of the shower because I don't thank you enough. And the only reason that I even knew is because I found like you that forgot you missed today. today. Yeah. So it was an opportunity for me to thank the good. Yeah. By noticing that it was, you know, the negative thing. But if we look at the that as a metaphor for most of our relationships, it's usually quite true. Like the one thing that you're really upset with about your partner, maybe it's their drive, you know, in their work or, okay. you know, it's finances or something. Usually there's one big thing you kind of categorize as your issue. And then if you look around at all the other things that are amazing, like maybe they're horrible with finances, but they're an incredible father or they're incredible with romance or um, they're still such a hard worker and they bring home so much for the family, even if they don't manage it wisely. Right. Or, um, you know, maybe all of those things are true, but they're horrible about housekeeping, you know? So we gather all this evidence about the one grievance we have instead of looking at the mammoth amounts of evidence to support the contrary right. of the glass is half full. So that's a glass perspective. Glass half full. Love it. I mean, that really is like perspective it's about what you choose to focus on because both are true right it's true that you have a grievance about the finances or the household chores or whatever but it's also true that all this other shit has been going really really well so it's you i always say it's the same fucking glass it's up to you how you look at it right right and, and you know with the case of not being good with finances if they paid a bill and you notice you're like oh thank you so much for paying that bill that is not nagging, but it also reminds them that, you know, oh yeah, finances aren't my best suit, but she noticed or he noticed that I was good in this case. Right. Right. So it, it takes away the nag, but still gives the reminder of the action. And I right? would, I would add to that when you do acknowledge, don't do it as a snide, sarcastic. Oh, like, so you pay that bill. Well, finally you made a payment. Right. Like, good to see something's finally getting taken care of. Right, right. That's really? glass half empty still. Yes. Yeah. That's still gathering evidence to support the thing you don't want. Right. And it has a negative feel. So, yeah. So, so, so I think that we kind of outlined all of these really well. And again, huge shout out to HuffPo for such an awesome article by Dr. Terry Orbuch or Orbuck. I wish I knew how to pronounce Let that. Let me correct. see it. It's right here. Orbuck. I would assume. Orbuck? Yeah. O-R-B-U-C-H. Um, but yeah, she has Orbuch? some references here of different books that she's written, The Early Years of Marriage Project. I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out some of her books. So, uh, And again, that article will be posted here in the show notes if you want to cruise by HuffPo and check it out. And um, I think that's just about it for that us. That wraps it up. Another 
podcast ending. Another. So sad. It's so bittersweet. So bittersweet, but mostly sweet <laughs> because we have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I have a hot lunch date with a friend. So yeah, I'm excited. I got a hot lunch date with the cable guy. Nice. Right? Cable guy. Cable guy. Oh, cable guy. Gosh. <laughs> Write that down. Kind of a perfectionist. <laughs> 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 oh my god that's great all right guys so cruise by the joyjunkie.com and be sure to let us know if there's anything you want to hear about and get your digital life and love um kit which is totally free on the house and we will see you next week so here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith out mm-hmm.